Welcome to Other People's Lives. I'm your host, Joe Sanagato. I'm your host, Greg Dybeck. And today, we're speaking with a 911 call taker. Is that the proper term, call taker? They used it, so... It's got to be right then, right? <laughs> Uh, this was an email that we received. I feel, yo, I, f- I feel like when we got this email, I was driving and I immediately texted you like, look at the email. Yeah. Because I was hype. It's so different. I know. Like, like I, I didn't even think of this. Like when we, when we were going out, like looking for people, didn't even think of this. Yeah. This is amazing. Uh, it's probably because it's an underappreciated job. Yeah. You don't even like no think about it. about it yeah. until you need it. Right. So the message, it read... This is actually funny based on what we were just talking about. I know most of the stuff you guys seem to do on the show has a lot to do with sexual fetishes and kinks, <laughs> which is, I mean, it's true. It's it not is, true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think my life is fairly interesting. I am a 911 call taker. I am by no means an expert and have only been doing this for about two years. I talk to people on the worst days of their lives. Then when I get off the line with one person, I have to do it all over again. I get yelled at, called useless, and overall berated for just doing my job. I think there's a lot of confusion and misconceptions about how 911 truly works, which makes sense as most people hopefully don't have to call us very often. So, super interesting point, just because I feel it, like people would get mad at that person. You know, I feel like I wouldn't be able to do this job. I feel it's too much stress. I'd be like. Like, I don't do well with that. Yeah, like, you have to be more calm than any, like, customer service agent. Yeah, because it's it's one thing if if it's like, oh, my phone doesn't work. Or it's like, (laughs) I'm bleeding. It's a whole other thing. And you have to be calm and, like, you know, keep them calm. I'm sure that's part of the job. I mean, we're going to find out. People never think you're, like, moving fast enough, but you're probably trying to collect basic info. I mean, who knows? Yeah, I know. We're going to find out. Jesus. I'm I'm nervous about this. Uh, Who knows where this could go? I'm sure they have some crazy stories too yeah I'm, I'm i'm sure they do um i'm not even gonna try and like harp on this but all right let's give him a call and let's uh let's talk to him and find out what it's like being a 911 call taker hello hey how's it going this is greg and joe calling from other people's lives hey hi how are you on this fine evening i'm doing pretty good it's my weekend Help, my friend Joe is bleeding. He really needs an ambulance. Oh, my, you're the worst person in the world. Uh, pay no attention to this asshole over here. But um, I just I just want to know, like, the first thing that pops into my mind, when we got this email, I was really excited. I was driving, nearly crashed my car, because I'm like, oh, my God, I didn't even think of a 911 call taker. I'm like, this is probably so interesting. How do you even get into this kind of line of work? How did that happen? Um, so my dad way back in the day was actually a sheriff and then my mom for a little bit growing up worked for the state police. So I kind of knew about it a little bit before going into it. And then, um, me and my fiance moved and I was just kind of looking around just seeing what kind of jobs were out there. And on like the city website, they had something you could sign up for like alerts when it became available. And that was that. Interesting. So you say you've been working there for two years, I believe you said in the email. Yeah, it's been a year and a half, so almost two years. So was it because you were looking for a job where you can assist people? Yeah, I mean, I always wanted to help people. It's kind of just been, that seems like the main theme with people that 
at my work when you ask them why they got into this field. They're always like, oh, I just wanted to help people. It seemed like it'd be interesting, you know, something different every day. Um, for me, it was always like whenever I had a normal job when I was going through training, as soon as I got the job down, it was like boring after that. With this job, you, you can never get it down that well. Every single call is different, even if it's like, you know, you could get three trespass calls in a night, but every single one's different. So you have to ask different questions and adapt to every situation. Right. Uh, in terms of kind of service jobs like that, where you are assisting people, is it safe to say that a 911 call taker may be one of the most underappreciated jobs? Um, I would say so. I mean, we don't get thanked a lot. We get cursed at for the things that the officers do. We get uh, People get upset at us for them not getting there soon enough or for the way that we handle things or us telling them that what they're calling about isn't necessarily an emergency. Because um, if, I mean, if someone's calling 911, they think it's an emergency, even if it's my neighbors being really loud, you know. Right. So it's just, it's it's finding that, that balance. But I, I think it, we're really underappreciated in the, I mean, the officers try and come in to my work and thank us and tell us like oh we couldn't do your job and we're telling them the same thing we couldn't do your job i can't believe you know have to deal with these people in person yeah. and they're telling us oh it's easier to do it in person it's harder like i can't believe you guys deal with them over the phone all the time yeah people uh i feel like they get an extra boost of confidence when it's just a voice on the phone right um how yeah. many how many calls do you think you pick up a day um it depends on the day um I, so there's uh, you know, there's days like uh, Saturday nights or, you know, Halloween, New Year's, things like that, where it's nonstop for the whole 10 hours that I'm there. I work 10 hour shifts, um, at least unless I get overtime, then I work 15. Um, and the whole time we're there on those days, it's just like back to back to back, you know, cause we, we enter at the center I'm at, it's different for every center. Um, we answer non-emergency lines also for the city and we do the emergency lines for the whole county that I live in. Um, and so we have to answer the non-emergency lines as they come in, but the, obviously the 911 lines take priority. So we'll answer the non-emergency lines asking if they have an emergency. If they say no, we just have to put them on hold and go to the next person. Sometimes they're on hold for five minutes before I even get back to them. Hmm. You're just like really good at speaking really quickly. I can tell that you do this. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No, yeah, that's a skill. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I mean, wait. So, I mean, obviously on, on days like Halloween, I can only imagine, you know, oh, my friend's drunk and he fell down a sewer or whatever. But on like a typical yeah. day, you know, let's say you worked tomorrow night, like on average, mm -hmm. is it like 10? Is it 20? Um, I would say average anywhere between 50 and 100. Oh, a little higher than I Ten, shot for. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's a lot. And there's, so in my center, like I said, it's different everywhere. I mean, we're like in a, uh, I would say medium sized city for the United States. Um, and it's a college town. So, um, we get those calls mm, too. And there's, there's two police dispatchers, two fire and medical dispatchers, and then four call takers. That's the minimum. Um, so, I mean, when there's only four people answering the phones, as, as soon as the shit hits the fan. Wait, there's only four of you? you? Know, On any given day, that's the minimum that we have to be at. I figured there so, would I mean, be way more. Sometimes there's six sometimes. Oh, yeah. so four is the minimum. <laughs> right. So, okay, so there could There never, has to yeah. be at least four. I feel like there would be yeah. more. I don't, am I just like kind of... 
I mean, you know, like in somewhere like, you know, New York City, there's five call centers for the whole city and there's mm. who knows how many call takers there. Right. I'm sure my boyfriend's on some kind of watch list because he Googled that once just to see how many <laughs> call centers there are. <laughs> it's probably not the best thing to look up, but hey. So <laughs> um, I feel like this is obviously leading to uh, us wanting to hear some stories. But before we even get to yeah. that, I mean, what like walk us through really just what this job is, what the job description is, what does this, I guess, call center look like? Like, it's your first day on the job. Like, what is a 911 call taker? What do you need to know? Right, because I also think that, I mean, not only do you have to take the calls and, you know, you know, tell whoever that you need to go here and, you know, get all these information to people, but I feel like also part of your job from what I've seen on, like, the news when they play back those 911 calls is it's kind Mm -hmm. of your job to keep the person calm and just, you know... Yeah. So... Yeah, so Greg's question. <laughs> I just wanted to like, kind of piggyback off of that. So um, on average, I mean, when I first started this job, there's a ton of training, obviously. You have to be certified. Well, and where I am, you need to be certified by the state. You need to go through all this training. Um, and like I said, I work four 10-hour shifts at least. Um, we get overtime a lot because like I said we have those minimums that we have to meet so if we're not at those minimums there it's not voluntary you're you're having overtime right now and you're working 15 hours at least and if there's a major emergency they can hold you for up to three days there without letting you leave three days um, what? three days if there's like a major emergency if there's an earthquake or tornado right, right. a giant fire or riots what have you there's been a ton of riots lately you know mm-hmm. it's the whole everything <laughs> um so I get to work, we have a briefing like police do. They tell us, you know, here's some stolen cars that recently got taken. Here's, you know, a missing person that we're looking out for if you get a call about them, just so you know. You know, they just tell us what the types of things and then for, um, they tell you what you're gonna be that day. So when you're fully cross-trained, meaning that you can, you can answer the phones, which is what everybody starts as where I am, some agencies start it differently or if you're a police dispatcher or a fire dispatcher they tell you okay for the first five hours of your shift you're going to answer the phones the next five hours you're going to be police dispatch and if you're on overtime the next five hours you'll be fire they try and make sure it's rotated so you don't get crazy (laughs) um it could be a little a little much to do 15 hours of one thing yeah Um, (laughs) so right now i'm actually i'm right now i'm only fully trained as a call taker I'm in training as a dispatcher, which is why my schedule is all crazy. Normally it's just like shift work and I have the same schedule for the whole year. Right now it's all weird because I have to change it up. Um, So, you know, you go in, you get set up. We have, um, there's like, we're all in the same room together. There's, when you first walk in, there's four computers right at the entrance. Those are all, or not four computers, but four stations with six computers each um, that are for all fire dispatchers and medical and there's another pod of four that's just for police. And then there's a pod of eight that's just for call takers. Um, and everybody has six screens. Um, six the, screens the each? Computer system we, yeah, six screens each. That's how much we need to, to have it set up the way we need. Um, so you have six screens. One's just for like the phone as a specific you know phone system. And it shows you which 911 lines are ringing, gives you different transfer options for other 911 centers if you have to. And then it's three screens just for the computer system we use to um, map things out. So like it has 
all the calls that are open, all the calls the officers are on, all the officers listed on it, everything. This must and look intense, have, like, like if you're on the outside <laughs> looking in at this. Dude, I'm like stressed out. This operation. I'm stressed out by the fact that there's six screens. And then let's just factor <laughs> in the fact that these these are people's like lives on the line. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not like trading stocks and like using all the screens. It's like yeah, you it's, have to be quick. Oh, you have to. Jesus. Wow. You yeah. you did mention in and your then, email. I was just gonna say that. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's a lot of confusion about how, like, I guess calling nine one one truly works? I was gonna ask that because like I I, I want to know kind of like the process. So if you are the call taker, I call nine one one. I tell you something's happened. I need you here. What are the next steps? Yeah. So this is where it kind of changes from agency to agency. So everybody answers 911 differently, which I think would help if that was like a universal United States, like, hey, everybody answer the 911 line this way. So where I am, we answer 911, what's the address of the emergency? Just to get the location out of the way. Because you can tell me my friend's been shot, but I don't know where you are. Mm -hmm. Right. So I need to know where you are first. So people do that. They don't listen to what I'm saying normally when I answer the phone. They just hear 911 and they just start talking. Yeah. Well, let's use that as an example for this too. Yeah, I was gonna say like so you huh. said like my friend got shot. Like let's let's use that as an yeah. actual example of like what the steps would be. Mm-hmm. So my friend got shot. Somebody says that I say okay, tell me where you are. Normally they won't. Normally they, you know, keep going, keep going. Like okay, I need to know where you are because without that I can't get you help. Where are you? They give me the address. Hopefully at that point I confirm it with them once. I say okay, repeat that address because if that's all I get, at least I can send someone then I have a for sure this is where they are 100%. They told me twice. We don't repeat the address back to them because if you're in a panic mode and I say, okay, is this the address you said? You're just going to say yes. Right. So then I go through that and they say, okay, what's the phone number you're calling from in case I get disconnected? They give me their phone number. And then I start going through, okay, where's the weapon? Who did this? Where are they? Are they alive? If they're not alive, then I don't need to do the, the medical instructions at that point. So will you instruct them to take care of the person if they still are alive? I would instruct them on uh, bleeding control. Oh, wow. Until the medics get there. Or in CPR if that's what they need to do. So you stay on the phone the entire time? Yes. For those types of things, yes. Until the police I usually don't get to know what else happens after that a lot of the times. I mean, I've done CPR. I've helped people through CPR on their husbands, wives, boyfriends, girlfriends, babies that stop breathing. I don't wow. usually know how it ends. So, wow, that's interesting because you obviously hear a lot of that. I guess that's one end of the spectrum. Do you think it helps or makes it worse that you don't get to find out how these things end? Um, sometimes if it really gets to you, uh, there's some calls that, you know, every once you get a call every once in a while that, that affects you. Um, but the people that, that really need to know those things, it's not a good job and they don't last very long. The people that need to know how it ends, they won't last long because the, you're not going to know. There's no way to know. I feel like I wouldn't want to know. The firemen don't come in very much. Yeah. yeah I, I don't I don't usually need to know. There's some times where I'm like, I kind of, I wonder, but I, I, I've not actually had one where I found out, so. Right. I mean, I guess you know That's that you did better. your job. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so... Are you, when, when you get the, as soon as you get the address, are you talking to them still? But as you're talking to them, you're on one of the 90 screens that you have <laughs> telling the police like, okay, this is the address, like get there as you're on the phone with them. So my phone rings, I answer it, whether it's 911 or non-emergency or what have you. Um, 
And at the same time, on my other screen, because we have like a little keyboard that's just for our phones, we just answer it there and it'd be on our other screen. Um, and I click, it says 911 if it's a 911 line or it just says new event. And I click on 911 and it pulls kind of your location. It pulls your best guess. Or if you have a, phone, a home phone, then it pulls the address. Um, but, you know, cell phone towers and whatnot, you can kind of sometimes get a good guess. Not always. Sometimes it says, you know, at 90% within 2,000 meters. That doesn't help me. That's, mm. you know, most of a city. So um, sometimes it's within eight meters, and I could use that. Even if they don't give me an address, I can say, okay, closest address. If all I hear is screaming or an argument or something in the background, I can use that, and we can keep retransmitting the, the call to try and get a closer location. So at the same time, they're telling me the address. I can see what street they're supposed to be on or where they're roughly at. So I can kind of be like, if they're saying, I just saw a car crash on you know, on the freeway and they tell me a freeway that they're not showing on. I'm like, okay, are you sure it's that freeway? Because I'm showing you near this. And they're like, oh no, yeah, they, you're right. You're right. That's why I am, I am at. So um, that kind of helps a little bit when it's a non-emergency line. We don't have that luxury of knowing where they are. And some people call with actual emergencies on the non-emergency line because they don't want to bug 911, even though it's the same people, um, at least for my location, it's the same. Um, so that's, at the same time, I type it with something like, you know, someone's been shot or some like a major emergency. I just type the minimum, you know, friend's been shot, and I send it over to dispatch right then. They'll get the more details the longer I'm on the phone, but I want them to start getting help that way. Right. Okay. Have you ever picked up the phone and someone's been shot? Yes. How'd that go? Um, it went with someone screaming, they've been shot, they've been shot in my ear a couple times, and me screaming back at them to give me the address so I can get help and uh, then trying to get everything else. It wasn't in, actually, no, it wasn't my agency. I was thinking that it was out. It's because we answer for the whole county, so we had to transfer people to the sheriff's office sometimes. Um, but on that one, I did have to stay on the phone with them, and then they hung up halfway through with the call, so I had to call them back Ooh. and then answer. So I don't really know how that ended. but Yeah, I imagine I it's... I didn't know I got it to dispatch. <laughs> yeah, I imagine it's frustrating when you're obviously, I mean, your job is to get them help, and they're like, obviously in a state of shock or panic and they're just not giving you the information that you need to get them help. That can't be a, yeah, a good I mean, feeling. A lot of the time they're in shock and they're frustrated that I'm asking them all these questions. They right. don't understand that I'm, I'm sending help just because I'm asking you something doesn't mean I'm not getting you help. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, people do, they get really frustrated. They ask me why I'm asking all these questions. They, they just send help. Why can't you just send help? Like, <laughs> yeah. These are safety questions. Doesn't for the work officers. That way. Like I need to know. Yeah, I mean, people, they think it's like in movies where you can just, you know, answer the phone and say, yeah. you know, something happened and here's the address and then we just know and we can make the police show up instantaneously. It just it doesn't work like that. Right. So anyone listening, if, hopefully you don't have to, but if you do have to call 911, answer the questions. <laughs> it's for if your own If you do have to call 911, just, I mean, if all you can get out is the address of where you are, at least they can put in a call that says, you know, unknown problem, this mm, is the address. Mm -hmm. At the very least, if you can get nothing out of your mouth besides the address, <laughs> at least you know where to send help, you know? Yeah. What's the... Uh... When, when that type of situation happens for me, I send it over to police dispatch and to fire just in case it's a medical problem. I don't know. They didn't oh. say anything. Yeah. Okay. So the address is important or most important, it seems. Yeah. Uh, not to immediately get dark. <laughs> but we will. Um, no, but just, uh, you know, on the the flip side of that, um, you know, I just imagine 
it's just i guess any job like you know you look at police officers you look at like emts you know doctors nurses just where you you do deal with such heavy themes throughout the day or you know the things that Mm -hmm. you see or in your case that you hear um you know has there any has there ever been anything that you know has really stuck with you affected you and you know if so how do you you know how do you deal with that how do you turn that off how do you you know just move on to the next and you know be able to help someone after something kind of shakes you up i mean there's been a couple of situations like that for me i mean some of them some things affect people differently you know like there's a lot of my coworkers have kids and whenever they get a kid call where a kid's not breathing it really affects them you know they have a really mm-hmm. big problem with that um you know there's other people who have a really hard time because you know they have a family member that's going through cancer or something and we get a medical call where someone's passed away and it, it just depends on the situation um when i was fairly new it when you first start it's scary to answer a 911 line you don't want to but you know you have to um so when I had first started, I was answering a 911 line, and it was it started out with just these people saying that this guy, they were walking through the parking lot of their apartment complex, and this guy had started following them when they were walking home. And he was now knocking on their door saying, like, he left his cell phone in their house, and, like, we don't know this guy. Like, oh. you know, he's just, he's knocking on our door. He's not leaving us alone. Can you send someone? Like, it's weird. So while I'm on the phone with him, he breaks into the house. Oh, I can hear him break into the house. I hear the girl start to scream and I have to get into the mindset of shit. I need to get her into a separate room. I need to tell her to barricade herself. She needs to listen to me right now. Wow. So, you know, changing where I am, my heart's, you know, pounding out of my chest. I had just started, it was like a week into this job. You know, like I was with my, my first coach and he was shouting at dispatch. Like we need to go code three, get the officers there. Like at code three means lights and sirens. Sorry. <laughs> you need to go. <laughs> yeah, we know, we know. Industry term. I got it. <laughs> and, um, so, you know, they're, he's shouting at them and I'm shouting at this girl, get yourself into another room. Like we're trying to figure out, you know, like how many people are there, if he has any weapons, what exactly is happening. She's just screaming at me and I'm, my coach just looks at me and he's like, take a deep breath. You need to get help for her. Right. And I was like, yeah. He's like, you don't want her to die. And I said, no. And he's like, okay, help her. So I, I, I told her that I was like, how many people are with you right now? And she said, there's four of them. And I said, okay, barricade yourself in another room. And after they had, they had all moved the dresser there and she's like, he's trying to beat the door down. And I was like, okay, there are four of you. There is one of him. You can take him, find something to hit him with. Just find something, throw something at him. If he gets into the door, I don't care what wow. it is. Just keep the phone on, set it down if you need to, but you can get, like, you can deal with this. We ended up getting officers there before he got into his room, into their bedroom, but, I mean, that, that was, like, fresh into the job, and that's still, I mean, it wasn't my first 911 call by any means, but it was one of the most memorable I've had. The adrenaline must have been insane. I can't, I'm my adrenaline like, now. I know. I could, like, punch like the wall movie. right now, you know? It's fucking crazy. <laughs> I mean, and, and, and the... The thing is with that, as soon as you're done with the call, you hang up and you answer another one. And then the phone rings again. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like, and that, and there's just, another guy breaking in over here. <laughs> yeah, you just, have to, you just have to calm down. You know, you have somebody that's breaking in a door and then you have somebody else calling 911. My neighbors are playing their music too loud. Yeah, and, and you're like, like, fuck that lady. Yeah, you fuck know what's happening music. down yeah, the street. Like, you know <laughs> what I just dealt with? Like, there's someone breaking into houses. Oh I'm God. surprised that you can, yeah. like, you know... Tell them, like, all right, you know what? Fuck it. Put the phone down, grab a bat, start swinging. Kick his ass. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's what we have to tell people. Like, you know, kick some ass. <laughs> yeah. Defend yourself. It's you funny. Don't have a fucking that... gun, do something about it. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't sound like, 
a professional thing to say die. but yeah it's I not know. a business it's like yeah you're like, Yo, your life fuck like, it. like now yeah, at this yeah. point yeah Wow. Set them on fire. Do something yeah. crazy, you know? Right. I don't care. As long as you're, <laughs> you're safe. You're the one that's in your own house. You know, do something. But, I mean, that one's always stuck with me. I had another one where a guy called because his, his mother had called him saying she was having difficulty breathing. And he called 911, and he was like, I could hear his tires squealing. Like, he was you're flying to his mm-hmm. mom's house. And... I mean, I was trying to, you know, I got her address and I was getting help on the way and I was just staying on the line with him and he was, but from what he was telling me, like she was barely breathing. And when he got there, I heard him shouting for his mom. Like he was <sighs> screaming for his mom, asking, like begging her to live. And I, I listened to him listen, find his mom dead. And that, I mean, that took me a little bit. I had to leave the room for a second because I mean, it was just listening to somebody in that much anguish was not something I wanted to hear. Yeah, I don't know if I could come back from that. Like, that one would, would really, really do me in. I'd be like, all right, I'm taking That's... the rest of the fucking day off there. Oh. I'm I all... mean, and that that wasn't even that far into my shift. I still have, like, eight hours to go. Yeah, how nice. <laughs> how like, nice. I, you can't just bail out. You have, to, you have to go back. This might just be, like, a really romanticized question that I'm, like, forcing. <laughs> but, I mean, does it, like, does it change the way you live? Like, do you leave on that particular day and, like, call your mom or you know like I'm, I'm sure that stays with you yeah i mean i mean everything's kind of like that i mean my that one affected me especially because my my grandma had passed away recently at that time and that's how my mom reacted like I, oh. I heard my mom screaming for her mom so just like it brought it all full circle for me um to like have somebody doing the exact same thing that my mom had done to the 911 call taker that she had called at the time wow um and like just listening to it all just made it, I mean, it, it is something like that where, you know, you leave work and you're like, fuck, I'm lucky. Yeah. Like I didn't have a shitty day. This wasn't the worst day of my fucking life. My car didn't make it stolen. My house didn't get broken into my house and it burned down. Nobody died today. You know, my friend didn't overdose. It wasn't a bad day. I had to listen to all of that and I had to take that all in and I had to absorb that pain, but I'm still here. Yeah. It's got to make you realize just how many things can happen how many circumstances there are and you know you're just so lucky that your day just goes smoothly and is just you know another normal day yeah i feel like yeah you know i mean us more than you probably because you deal with it on a day-to-day basis but we just kind of wake up expecting our days to go how we plan mm-hmm. you know like yeah you know even if if the train doesn't run on time we're like yeah. oh my are you <laughs> fucking <laughs> and then meanwhile like all this stuff is happening but we don't even like put that in our heads we're like oh that's not gonna happen to me you know and the fact yeah. that i mean that is frequently what people yell at me is nothing's happening in the city what are you talking about there's nothing that's why like what you guys are just taking a long time because you want to there's nothing happening i'm like if you only knew yeah right wow. if i could tell you what was happening in the city right now right yeah I mean, it gives you a new appreciation for, like, just life. You know what I mean? It makes you uh, perceive it differently. You don't take it for granted anymore. Like I said, I wake up and I kind of just expect my day to go fine. Like, I don't expect to get kidnapped or fucking my house to explode or something. Uh, I guess that is why it is, like, it's so crazy, the calls that you deal with. Because, I mean, that is the average mentality is, like, nothing out of the ordinary is going to happen. And when it does, like, it becomes panic and you know how, how mean, do i deal with this calling 911 on a daily basis except for like unless you are working like a nursing home or something you know yeah you're not you're not calling it regularly enough seeing you know a fatal car accident happen right in front of you it's every day for me 
right. every day for me to listen to that stuff, but it's not every day for the people that are calling me. That's what they tell us a lot of the time too. And training is like, you can get frustrated with these people, but the likelihood of them calling 911 again in their life is pretty low. You're going to answer another call as soon as you hang up. Like they don't know how to react to you. They don't know what questions you're going to ask. They don't know what's going to happen. You just have to deal with that situation as it's coming. So we had to, we had to go into a lot of calls with that mentality when people are telling us stuff and we're just getting frustrated with them for, for going ways that we don't want them to go or not answering what we want them to answer. But they don't know. They've never called 911. It's the worst day of their life. They're having a shit day. Yeah. They just saw something they didn't want to see. So it's it's just it's hard sometimes to think like that. To think like, okay, well, they've probably never called before. They don't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, thank you for what you do every day. <laughs> yeah. It's you know it's like it's a it's a job that I think we don't even think about really. You know what I mean? Like it's just like it's yeah. just one of those things because I mean. I would say most people don't have to call 911. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Most people don't. Yeah, most people don't call. So it's like something you don't even think about. And yeah. Then it, when we not. got that I mean, email, I was just kind of like, wow. Yeah, you it's know, like, oh, this must wait, be that exists. Yeah, like, it's we like, would never think to even look for that person to reach out to, but when it came to us, it was yeah. like, oh yeah, that's Yeah. That's you're probably the, the coolest person in a panic too. Like shit is going on. You're like, okay, I got this. Yeah. Uh, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone follow me. Single file. Whenever, whenever <laughs> we go out like swimming or something and like a big group of like teenagers come, I'm like, God, I'm going to have to do CPR or something. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, this is going to suck. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's just Damn looking it. at you like, Hey, why am I here? Let's go home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, we really, we really appreciate you, you crazy. coming on and, and talking about it. Oh, yeah, it's no problem. I, I mean, I enjoy your guys' show a lot. I watch Joe's videos on YouTube all the time. It's sometimes the laugh I need during my day, during yeah. my shit day, listening to everybody die and not breathing and doing CPR and having people yell at me for no reason. I'm like, eh, I'm going to go listen to Joe talk about something. You're really putting pressure on me now. <laughs> yeah, you got to be funnier. Come on. Oh, God. <laughs> all right, well, thank you so much for, for being on and uh, – yeah, thank you for for your service too. Yeah, no, this this oh, was yeah, great no though. All right, it was nice talking to you. I hope you have a good day at work uh, tomorrow. Yeah, me you're too. Going. Hope it goes smoothly <laughs> for the rest of the time. <laughs> Thanks. No problem. Bye. Imagine. No. <laughs> I'm so happy. I don't have to go do that tomorrow. Yeah, right? It's like I'm not. I'm like I'm. I feel like. Uh, if I'm in person, I'm, I can do it. You know what I mean? Like, um, when, when shit is happening around, I'm kind of just cool. Like if there's stiff, uh, like a pa- everyone's in a panic or something, I'm physically there. I'm like cool in that. Like what situation have you been in? Uh, no, I'm saying like, uh, I don't, I don't know off the top of my head. I don't know. But just like when people, when everything's like, you know, wh- when I was growing up, my house used to be like a fucking war zone. I would be screaming at each other, slamming doors, right, screaming. Right. And I was always the cool, calm, collective one who was like trying to figure everything out. Because you can't really, like, get to me in that way, especially if it's not life-threatening or something. Obviously, this is a different story yeah. with this. But over the phone and through text, I'm awful. Mm. Like, I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know why it's completely different for me. I guess it's because you can't feel that energy. And like I said to her, and it's also like, I just don't, like, it's hard for me to care, through, especially through text. 
I'm just like, I don't fuck it. Like, I'm not going to read this. You know what I mean? It's well, like, yeah. And there's a like, reason you're not on the other end of that phone. Like, it takes a certain type of person to do that. Yeah. Any type of job like that. It's yeah. And, and the a person fact who really has a desire to help and can remain calm. That, that job is, like, incredibly hard when you think about it. Like, you have to deal with people all the time. First of all, just insulting you and <laughs> screaming at you. And no matter what you do... You're like a, a referee. No matter what you do, if you do your job great, someone hates you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like someone's always going to be yelling at you and doing whatever. Not only that, but you just have to deal with panic all day. Like mm-hmm. what does that do for your like... Yeah, my heart would be like racing. My heart rate would just be yeah. fucking 120 all day. It would also, you're insane. like the first line. Like, you, you know, like it's the ambulance so shows up, the cop too. shows up, the firefighters show up. Like, yes, that's what everyone thinks when someone is, you know, helping you in that type of situation but it's it's on her and the other call takers to be the first one to get that information to make sure that they confirm an address send the you know dispatcher do all that that's like you can't mess that job up i know you can't like have an off day yeah you, know what you I mean? can't in other days you could be like oh, i'm just not feeling it today i guess yeah you know? <laughs> didn't really get a whole lot done at work yeah <laughs> this job you gotta be on point every day yeah. What no, if she was, has uh, like a sore throat or something? You know what I mean? Like just power through. Or just I don't know. Because it could always voice. be worse. You lose your that's voice you, or something. Yeah. Like I don't know. That's intense though. But it was, it was, it was very, definitely eye opening. Just the process behind it, and you know the other theme that we kind of got into was you know like you just always expect your day to go normal. Yeah, that got like, deep there at the end. I was like, oh, this is good. Yeah, you but know? it's so true. I was telling you this like a couple of weeks ago when it happened. Um, I don't know. Maybe there's just therapy. I need to talk about it because I haven't. But fire it up. I'll kick my feet up. So I recently moved to a new neighborhood and I was right. walking down the street and the street was like blocked off. And I was like, oh, they're either like filming a movie or something because like they're always doing that there. Or, you know, there's like a car accident or something and the cops were blocking it off. And then I kept walking to like the corner of the street where like the tape was and there's like a small crowd of people. And I look in the middle of the street and there's just a body covered in a white sheet. Mm. And I was like, "Okay, I'm going to walk the other way now. That's like not something I expected to see. And then it happens to be right under a bridge. So I was like, "Uh oh, like, is this what I think it might be? And uh, I had some like friends coming over that night. So we actually went to the roof of my apartment and we're like looking down and you saw the cops coming. They're like moving the sheet. You saw like them taking pictures and the camera flashes. And it was just like the weirdest thing, like just me and my friends like staring down, like speechless, like nothing to say because you just see something like that, that you don't see every day. And it's just that reminder that, you know, at any time something unexpected could happen, like no matter what it is, like it's just, it's intense. And like, that's what she's saying is like these people call her in such a panic because you're going throughout your day. So many people just have a routine. They're walk the same path, drive the same path, go to the same job. And then, you know, when that gets altered with something unexpected or tragic, it's intense. It, it is makes, intense, you, makes eh? you thankful for the days that that doesn't happen. Exactly. And it just makes you like kind of, it's like a reality check. You know what I mean? That's why I said like her more than us. Cause we, yeah. we're not in her line of work. We don't deal with that at all. You know what I mean? Like yeah. our problems are, insignificant compared to the ones that these people are have yeah you know they call with these serious issues that most people don't even have to deal with in their entire lives they'll never even know what that's like Mm. to be in a panic like that 
Right. I would say most people don't deal with that. Yeah. Majority you of know, people definitely Because won't. these, again, are accidents. They are tragic, just crazy events that just end up happening, you know? It's, but it's not like everyone's going through their life and, oh, yeah, someone's, you know, broken into my house and I had to barricade myself in a room. Like, everyone yeah, has that story. Like, like no. Uh, but, yeah, it just gives you, like, a deeper appreciation for just waking up and getting through your day yeah it's like a reset button it's like okay let me uh yeah stop like be thankful yeah don't talk to the people i love granted man you know not stress over the small things like my job or whatever it may be there's certain things in life that you don't take for granted and like that is just one of them that your day just goes well and your and something like your health you know like i've been very uh blessed like i usually never have to go to the doctor ever and if I get sick, I'm over it in like a week, maybe. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just, and and stuff like that. It's like, you don't even realize what people are going through. You know what I mean? You just mm-hmm. kind of take it for granted. You have other stuff to worry about. You have your job and whatever, your girlfriend or whatever. So you don't, you don't really think about it, but it's happening out there. And uh, after, after hearing about all that, you're just kind of like, whoa. You know, you feel for those people and you feel for her. You know what I mean? Just having to hear that every single day and then just... You know, hang up the phone. The hardest part is just hanging up the phone and then picking it right back up with something else. Yeah, just hearing that first ring for the next call. Yeah, and it's just like, (laughs) it's and then it's over and done with. It's gone now. You have to just reset, go back to 911, what's your address or whatever, you know? It's fucking, it's crazy, man. No, it's, uh, but again, it's just, you know, there's a certain type of person and thankfully, you know, they're out there and that's the jobs that they want to do. Like I always... My, my dad works in a hospital. He's like worked in an operating room for like my whole life. He like is an EMT on the side where he just like wants to volunteer and be in an ambulance to like go to accidents and help people. And it's like, yeah, you know, some uh, guy's car was on fire. Like we couldn't pull him out or yeah, help deliver a baby on the side of the road. And it's like, I like, I would avoid all of those things at all costs. <laughs> but there's people who just, you know, whether it is the person on the ambulance or it's her you know, picking up the phone, like they don't shy away from it. And, you know, they, they want to be the ones to help because they know someone's got to do it. Thank God. Oh yeah. Thank God. Um, wow. Yeah. Getting deep here in season two, boy. (laughs) Um, anyway, that is all for our episode. That was fun. Um, if you guys, uh, want to follow me on Twitter, it's at Joe Santagato. Also, if you have a story or, you know, a cool, a cool thing like this, or, you know, you have a weird thing that you like doing or you got whatever. If you got something, you can go to OPLshow.com slash contact. Send us an email. If it fits for the show, we'll hit you up and uh, we'll schedule something, get you on here. And uh, yeah, if it's awesome, then we're going to post that shit season two. Yeah. Uh, Here's a challenge. Give us something that we would never even think is out there like this woman. Yeah. This woman just kind of caught us by surprise. Uh, and Greg? Oh, follow me at Greg Dybeck. Uh, Follow the show at OPL Show. Mm, And that is all. Thanks for listening.